I'd like to uh, talk a couple minutes <clears throat> about Jesus. And you say, well, at Bible conference, I certainly hope you would talk about Jesus. But maybe a little bit of a surprise to you, I'd like to talk about the weak side of Jesus. You say, wait, wait a minute. But bear with me. Uh, we know some of his strengths, don't we? I mean, he, uh, he raised the dead, and he healed the sick, healed the lame, the blind, the deaf, uh, turned the water into line, wine, and the five loaves and two fishes fed 5,000 men plus women and children. Chuck? That's probably the population of Ironton with five loaves and two fish. That's probably about what I'd come up with with my fishing, probably. We'd have to have a miracle to feed very many with my fishing skills. But, but anyway, so we know some of his strength, walking on water, so we, we know some of his strengths, and, and thank, thank God for that, that we have faith and confidence and trust. But if we don't see the weak side, we miss a huge truth that helps us understand the great love they had for us. And I didn't always see it, but I, but I struggled with it. <clears throat> and I'll tell you what I struggled with. Uh, I'd read about the cross and his pain on the cross. I thought, wait a minute, this is, this is the Son of God. This is God in the, in the flesh. He couldn't really suffer, could he? And I'd read about him sorrowful and even depre depressed is a word that's, that may be used in, or translated in one way. But sorrow and depressed. Oh, wait, a, wait a minute. He came. He has all knowledge. He knew what, he was, he knew what was going to happen. He knew the suffering Ellen. He knew about the crucifixion. But I thought he can't, he can't truly be sorrowful and depressed. And, I mean, I can be stressed and sorrowful and depressed, but not him, can he? He felt forsaken, not only from his disciples, but even the Father. He felt forsaken. But no, he, he couldn't, could he? And Lynn, when it says he was tempted and tested, I thought, well, that can't be a true, I mean, he couldn't truly be tempted and tested. I mean, that's... That's Jesus. He couldn't, he couldn't be truly tempted. I mean, that's God in the flesh. He couldn't, he couldn't truly be tempted, could he? But until I saw the weak side, I couldn't, I was missing something. So I'd like to talk about 
the weak side. How did he feel? What did he think? Again, as we think of the one that raised the dead and so forth, I got that. But he, he knew the cross was coming. He knew all this. And uh, so I'd like to talk about a little bit, maybe what did he feel? What did he think? And I might ask this, and you can think about it in your own minds. <clears throat> what happened to Jesus immediately after he was baptized? You remember he was baptized and come up out of the water and the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove came on him and everything and the Father had these words to say. But what happened immediately after that? And I hadn't thought of it in that light before, but you can think about it. <clears throat> Something else I want to take a quick look at is uh, a particular power that was given to Satan. Uh, we know Satan has power that was given to him as a tool that God is using, but something that I hadn't quite caught before, but a particular power that was given to uh, Satan and uh, was used to tempt the Lord and certainly used in this day and age. I want to first turn to Hebrew chapter 2. <clears throat> Hebrew chapter 2, and again... You may not be in agreement with me. Well, he didn't have a weak side. I think you'll at least see what I mean. Uh, and if we don't see it, then I think we're missing something. Again, I used to think, well, he, can't, he couldn't have pain, real pain. He couldn't really be tempted. He couldn't really be sorrowful. But Marty, I was, I was missing something by not, by not seeing that. So Hebrew chapter 2 uh, again, no surprises here, but verse uh, 14. <clears throat> For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had power of death, that is, the devil. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily, he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to be made like his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to help them that are tempted. So it says he suffered in being, being tempted. But I used to think, he couldn't really be tempted. I mean, we're talking about Jesus. He couldn't truly be tempted. It's, but again, I was missing something when I didn't see that. And in Hebrew, the uh, fourth chapter in verse uh, 
15. For we have not an high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. So I believe he was tempted. I believe it was a true temptation. I couldn't, I couldn't grasp it for so long, but it has to be. It was a true temptation. I, and I don't have all the answers. Dolores didn't hear it. Where's Miss Dolores? <laughs> don't want to let her know that, but anyway. Uh, but I, I don't have all the answers. But you remember the three, when he's praying in the garden and the three trips, you know, he took his disciples, you wait here, and he'd go and he prayed. And we'll talk about some of his prayer too. And then after a certain period of time, for some reason, he come back, his disciples were sleeping. And this is after he had told them, hey, I'm going to be going away. I'm going to be taken to crucified. But yet, they were asleep. And he told them, he said, pray that you enter not to temptation. And then he went off to pray again. Don't know how long it was. For some reason, he came back again to his disciples. They were asleep again. And they told him, pray that you enter not the temptation. So they went again. Prayed. Don't know how long. We'll read a little about those prayers. And they come back again. They were, there they were asleep again. I saw a little piece of a poem. I'm not saying this is what happened, but it made me think just a little bit. As I think of his weakness, again, used to, I didn't see it as weakness, but uh, as he took on flesh, certainly he took on that. But, and again, I'm not saying this is the way, the reason it happened, but it made me think a minute anyway, so I'll give it to you. It says, and I don't know who the writer was, backwards and forwards, thrice he ran, as if he sought some help from man. And again, in his weak state, was he looking for some consolation? His disciples were sleeping. Just something to, to think about. Just something to think about. Again, all I saw was Jesus and his strengths. But I was, I was missing something. Missing a lot. So, <clears throat> I want to talk about some of his temptations. And we've already read, he was tempted. And Tom, I think it was a true temptation. Although I didn't see it before, but it, that's what it says, and I believe that's what it is. But before we look at him being tempted by the devil, look at maybe something to uh, compare it with. You remember Job. And uh, you remember the Job was there, 
Satan was there. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? And you remember Satan said, Well, the only reason he's worshiping you because you've got a heads around him and he's got everything. And the Lord told his tool, Satan, he said, Well, go ahead. Take it. Just don't, just don't touch him. And you remember, he took everything, didn't he? I mean, took everything except his wife. And you think, well, okay, he had some consolation there. No, she was used to tempt him even more. She told him to curse God and die. So Satan was used there in a temptation. And then, you know, of course, then there's another time have you considered my servant Job? Yeah, he's just doing that, though. He said, uh, so then he said, well, okay, you can do what you want with him. Don't, don't take his life. And how far did Satan go? They're called bulls, whatever they were. I think one more had been dead. Of course, he couldn't have killed him, but I think that's how far he went. But with Job, this was real. This was... Satan is real, and there's real things happened to Job. So he said, has thou considered my servant Job? We don't have everything recorded in the Scripture, every word that God spoke or, or anything. But I wonder, when it says Jesus was tempted, I wonder... Did God say to Satan, have you considered my son Jesus? Satan, have you considered my servant Jesus? Satan's real. Maybe in our lifetime, the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Brett? Randy? He's real. So, I don't know if God spoke those words or not. We know Satan is again, he's real. So, Satan's temptations to Jesus was real. And, and Bill, I couldn't, for so long, I, I just I couldn't comprehend. I said, no, no, he... He couldn't really tempt Jesus. He couldn't really be tempted. But what we read, he did. He was truly tempted, as it says in all points, as were we. And I'd like to look at some of that. Let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 3. And we're going to see here in a minute what, uh, what happened immediately after Jesus was baptized? We'll see. We'll answer that. Matthew chapter 3 and uh, verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized by him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and thou comest to me. And Jesus answering said unto him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. 
Then he consented to him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So this was the baptism of Jesus by John. Now, what happened next? What happened immediately after that? Well, look at 4 and 1. Then was Jesus led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. And I think Mark says immediately. So he's baptized, and now tested by the devil. Just almost immediately. That's, that's the next thing we read that happened. We don't read about uh, other miracles and things like that. Baptized, immediately tested, tempted. And again, I believe it was real. Before I couldn't comprehend it, but now it, it had to be. So then, uh, verse 2, And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungry. I can joke about this. I, uh, after I fasted for about four hours, oh, that's 40 days, wasn't it? <laughs> after I fasted for about four hours, I'm hungered. Do about anything for something to eat. But see, this is real. Fasted 40 days and 40 nights and said he was hungry. How hungry do you think he was? Again, don't think of the strong side. Think of he took on flesh as his brethren. He was hungry. He was very hungry. I can't imagine how hungry he was. Now verse 3. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Forty days fasting, he was really hungry. I know it was Jesus that raised the dead and walked on the water, but he also took on flesh the seed of Abraham. He was hungry beyond what we could imagine. So Satan says, well, here, just turn these stones into bread. Could have done it, couldn't he? <laughs> Certainly could have done it. But he had real hunger. This was a real temptation. He was really hungry. And I know before I couldn't imagine Jesus in this position. No, he can't be hungry. He can't feel pain. Yes, he was. And I missed that for years. So verse 3, uh, uh, well, and when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the Son of God, command that these stones uh, be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So it was a real temptation. Yet, as we have real temptations, as Job had real temptations, yet he was without sin. But Tom, those temptations, they were... They were real. He took on flesh. They were real. So then we see there he was tempted. Again, hungry. Could have turned the stones into bread. But there was a real temptation. But he didn't. So then we go, so again, 
I want us to see the weak side, and, and I have a reason for doing that. Verse 5. So we had this test, this temptation. Now verse 5, don't know how long it was before this next one that's listed. Verse 5, then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and seeth him on the pinnacle and, and, and setteth him on the pinnacle of the temple. And again, I used to, I just kind of wrote this off as uh, not really important, kind of lightly, you know. Well, it's Jesus, though. So, Gene, you talked about, Carlos asked you about roofing. He said, not very long ago, he was on the roof. Well, I, I was been on a lot of ladders and roofs and everything. I never considered myself having a fear of heights. Be up on that ladder and need to reach. I'd bounce that ladder over here a little bit, do some foolish things. Never really thought I had a fear of heights. Been on a lot of roofs. We've got a one of the buildings I manage in Ironton. It's it's uh, one of the tallest buildings in Ironton. I've been up on the roof, flat roof, and I look out of the city and we got up there to watch them when they uh, exploded the bridge, the Russell Bridge, when they tore it down. Get a nice view and everything. But to get right on the edge and look straight down, I won't do it. I, if I was going to do that, I'd be down on my hands and knees. So I guess I do. And then down a floor or so on the outside, there's a ledge. Now, if I was out there on that ledge, standing like this, I'd be terrified. That's, that's me. I'd be terrified. I'd do anything to get off of there. So Jesus, and I'm sure there's more to this than what I'm bringing out. But I believe, was it a fear of heights? He took him up there. I know it was real. I know it was real. I know the temptation was real. So, uh, verse 6, And saith to him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charging uh, concerning thee, and, and in their hands they shall bear thee up. Lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against the stone. He said, well, you can just fly off here or something. You'll be okay. And then, verse 7, Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not put the Lord thy God to the test. So again, this was a, these, and this was a real temptation. It was, it was real. Because he took on the nature of man. And then, in verse 8, I think it gets even more interesting. <clears throat> verse 8, and again, the devil, again, I don't know how long between this. Was there any other temptings? Yeah, not listed. But verse 8, Again, the devil taketh him up into exceedingly high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of this world and the glory of them. Again, I know there's more of this than what I'm bringing out, but I have a reason for bringing out this part of it. So it took him up and however showed him all these kingdoms 
and the glory of them. And verse 9, And saith unto him, this is, this, is tempt, this is a temptation, testing, And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Now, this was real. It was a real temptation. Now, I can look at it one way, you know, okay, what did he show you? Okay, all these kingdoms and the glory and honor of these things. I can give all this to you. You just fall down and worship me. But think of that. You say, well, how much temptation is that? But, but think a little, a little deeper. Again, Jesus did know. He, he, he knew why he, he came. He knew about the cross. He knew about the suffering of the cross. So, Tom, what we're really, the temptation I think really here is, okay, Satan says to Jesus, all this glory I can give you. Now, that's one thing to give that up. But look at the other side of it. What was he going to be facing? The cross, the suffering, the humiliation. They plucked his beard out, spit on him, whipped him. All that he knew. This was, this was, this was there. So now, not only was he giving up this glory, no, was, he could have... The temptation was he could have had all this glory. He could have escaped all this pain and suffering and torment. It was a real temptation. He, so we had to see a weakness to have his temptation. Now, yeah, he was tempted, but yet without sin. We, we understand that. We know that. But all this glory he could have given could escape the cross and all those things. Okay, what about you, right? <laughs> well, be tempting, right? The weak side, well, the weak side of him, the, the side of us. But he did, again, but I, again, what I'm saying, his temptations was, it was real. His pain, his suffering was real. He could have escaped it. Because he had all this glory. But he didn't. Luke chapter 5. <clears throat> Luke chapter 4, beg your pardon. Luke 4. And verse 5. So this is the same thing in Luke's version. <clears throat> Luke 4 and 5, And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. So here again, don't know exactly what this was, but uh, we'll take it kind of uh, as it is here. 
And he showed him all this in, in a moment of time. Verse 6, And the devil said to him, All this authority or power will I give thee, and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. So God gave his tool, Satan, the authority and power to give this glory to whomsoever. Now we see him tempting him with the bread and with the heights and these other things, but now he can get all these kingdoms and all that glory. He says, I can give it to you. So Satan, God's tool, God gave him a gift that he could give this glory. Verse 7, If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. I'll give you all this glory. You'll be escaping the cross. Verse 8, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. So he was tempted with glory. And again, I think it was a true temptation. I think the weak side of him, I think the temptation was there. It had to be. Or he wouldn't have used that terminology. We know he wasn't going to sin. We know he wasn't going to fall short. But the temptation had to be real. And Satan was used as a tool to do this. So he tempted him with glory. But he didn't take it. Now, Eve, on the other hand, what did Satan offer her? Wasn't it really the same thing? Wasn't it really glory? He said, you know, you partake of this. No, God said not to partake of it. And she, I think Adam and Eve walked by that tree hundreds of times or whatever. I don't, Ellen, I don't think they were tempted at all. Because God said, don't do it. But Satan said, no, no, the truth of it is, once you partake of this, you'll be as God. Oh, that's what I want. I want glory. I want to be like God. So she was tempted, and Adam took of it uh, as well, uh, you're aware. So Satan certainly was used there. And we could talk about fruit or whatever, but really glory is what it was. You'll be like God. Oh, that. <laughs> what could be better than that? How much of what we call the religious world today has fallen to the temptation of the devil of receiving glory. And that's almost, almost all of them. Not all of them, but almost all of them. You hear the glory. We know our Savior is Jesus Christ through God's plan of salvation. But they'll say, well, no salvation, it's up to you to take the first step. It's up to you to make the right decision. It's up to you to live above sin. It's up to you to do the best you can. It's up to you to turn over a new leaf. It's up to you to accept. and It's up to you to believe. 
All that glory, where does it come from? Who has the power to give it? That's directly from Satan. God gave his tool, Satan, power to give glory. Jesus didn't take the glory, he took the cross. But what's the world taking? Temptation. Glory. I don't know all of his temptations. Uh, I doubt all of them are even listed. But let's look at some real temptations. Now, it's not spelled out as clear. We don't see Satan and God talking about it. But I have no doubt it's the same thing. It was, it was, it was temptations. I have no doubt Satan was used. Luke 22. <clears throat> and again, this is where it begins to tell me this is, this is real. Luke 22. <clears throat> And 39. And he came out and went, as was accustomed, to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And when he was uh, at the place, he said to them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. Where's the temptation going to come from? Well, we know that, don't we? And it was real temptation for them and for him. It had to be. Uh, we read in Matthew, it said the tempter came to him. You know, Jesus said the tempter came to him. So here the Lord says, you know, pray that you are not into temptation. So verse 41 and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Now we know the other words, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. I don't know, Larry, how much time transpired between the first part of that verse and the second part. First he said, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. That cup, I believe, contained our sin and all the, the pain and suffering that it was going to require to pay for our sin. I think that's what was in that cup. And what did he first say? And Phil, I know, I know he came for the reason to take that cup and pay those sins. I know that. But what did he say? Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. I think that's the weak side. And then he says, I don't know how long later. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. So, uh, he didn't fail. He was tempted. And I, again, I think this is another temptation. I think the, the devil was there uh, as well. Uh, and I, again, I think it was a, a real 
temptation. And then 43, And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was that were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. You're not convinced me now that this wasn't real pain, that this wasn't real suffering. Before, I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend. No, this is Jesus, son of God. It, it can't be. It was. It, it was, certainly. And I know Satan is not mentioned here. But uh, I think, again, that's where the temptation came from. And that's when Jesus said, oh, if it be thy will. I know he did say, if it be thy will, but let this cup pass from me. Oh, what was in that cup again? We talked about it. And being in agony, well, it said there appeared angels to him from heaven, strengthening him. So strengthening him, so we can see there was a weak side there, wasn't there? Angel was sent to strengthen him. And agony prayed more earnestly. His sweat was as were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. So again, I think Satan was there. I think that's where the tempting came. That's why he said what he did. Oh, be thy will, let this pass from me. Uh, Let's go back to Matthew again and, and uh, chapter 26 this time. <clears throat> Matthew 26 and uh, 34. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. So, again, there was going to be temptation for them, wasn't there? He told them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation, but the temptation was going to be there, that they was going to deny him, and they did. 36, then cometh Jesus with them to a place called Gethsemane, and saith to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and depressed. Actually, I, I forgot something earlier. Whenever was reading about the temptations, whenever Satan was used, and he, you know, uh, turned the bread or the stone into bread, and, and this high pinnacle and all this, and 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 the lesson there, and it said, and Satan, I forget how it was stated now, but Satan said he left him. It said for a season. That wasn't the end of it, and I think what we're seeing now is. That season's up, and Satan was right back tempting Jesus again, just as much as he did in the beginning. And the temptation, oh, be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Uh, 
And verse, uh, let's see, 38. Then saith he unto them, My soul exceeding sorrowful, even to death, tarry here and watch with me. So he said he began to be sorrowful and, and depressed uh, and, and everything. He said, well, I used to think, no, Jesus, he couldn't be sorrowful. He couldn't be depressed. I understand what it is, but not, not him. But the scripture said in all points as we are. Verse 39. And he went a little further, fell on his face, and prayed, saying, O Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. That was the weak side of him. That was the flesh side of him. Now he did say, as we expect, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And verse 40, And he cometh unto his disciples, and findeth them asleep, and he saith unto Peter, What, could ye not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So he was, he was feeling forsaken, even the disciples. He said, oh, he wouldn't be depressed, he wouldn't be sorrowful. Yeah, he did. Now he could have escaped all that. He could have took all the glory of all the kingdoms and not had to go through this, could have escaped all that. But he didn't. 42, he went away again the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So again, even forsaken of his disciples. And he left them, and went, 44, he left them and went again and prayed the third time, saying the same word, saying the same words. Oh, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. And again, he didn't have to take it. He could have took all the glory of all the kingdoms and bypassed all this, escaped all this, but he didn't. But now here again, though, at this time, oh, Father, if it be possible, let this pass from me. Uh, 45, then cometh he to his disciples and saith to them, Sleep on now, take your rest, behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise and let us uh, be going, behold, he is at hand that betrayeth me. And then in uh, 27, let's read a verse here, chapter 27 and 33. And when they were coming to the place called Golgotha, that is to say, the place of the skull, they gave him vinegar to drink, mingled with gall, and when he had tasted it, he would not drink. And they crucified him, parted his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garment among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there. And, and well, let's just... Let's skip over to, uh, uh, you know, the crucifixion, everything here. Uh, and go to verse uh, 45. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. 
About the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Do you think he felt forsaken? Of course he did. Forsake, he felt forsaken of, the, of, uh, uh, of God. He felt forsaken the disciples. You say, oh, that's Jesus. He, no, yes, yes. So his, his feelings were real. You say, oh, Jesus can't have feelings. He did. He had thoughts. We know he had temptations. And they were real. And the reason I wanted to talk about this, again, I used to think, okay, Jesus came, and yeah, he knew he was going to the cross. He knew that before he ever came. He knew he was going to the cross. He knew, but that's Jesus, that's the Son of God. He, he can't really suffer. He can't really be tempted. He couldn't really be hungry. But I was wrong. All that was before him. Now, he didn't have to. He could have took all the glory of all the kingdoms and didn't go through that. But he went through it. He was really, it was real temptation. He could have had all the glory of all the kingdoms, escaped the cross and everything. But he didn't. Why? Why didn't he? Why didn't he take? <laughs> yeah, I'll take this glory of all these kingdoms. I won't have to go through all this. Why did he go through all this? Hebrew twelve two says, "For the joy that set before him, he endured the cross." That's why. Sometime in eternity past, God set elect before him. And Jesus saw you, and he considered you joy. And he considered you joy. So when it came, and he was tempted, I'll give you all this glory. You can escape this cross and everything. Real temptation. But he thought, he had these, these visions. He saw Brett. He saw Georgie. He saw Vernon. He saw Greg. And he considered you joy. And that's why he endured the cross. See, if he, if he wasn't really tempted, if he didn't really feel pain stuff, that doesn't manifest love. But if you saw what he could have had, and you saw the suffering he went through, and he did it for you, then I can understand just a little more the depth of his love, knowing that this was real. So... His temptation was real, his sorrow was real, his depression was real, his pain was real. It was all real, but yet he endured it for you. And, and I just didn't see that before. I thought, no, Jesus couldn't have pain. He couldn't be sorrowful, but I was wrong. He, all that, he suffered all that plus the cross. But when you see, he didn't have to, but he did it for you, then that makes me look at the, the, the side of Jesus that, had, that felt the pain and suffered the pain and everything. And I didn't see that before. I saw the strong side, which 
thank the Lord for that, and we see that. But now I see the real suffering, the real temptations. And he didn't have to. Oh, gosh, if I was offered, you can have all this glory, don't have to go through all this pain. I'd hate to think what I would take. But he didn't, and it was for you and for me. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. Brother Gene, you want me to close it out then? Okay. Uh,